This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Late Boomers, our podcast guide to creating your third act with style, power, and impact. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. And I'm Mary Elkins. Join us as we bring you conversations with successful entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people with vision who are making a difference in the world. Everyone has a story, and we'll take you along for the ride on each interview, recounting the journey our guests have taken to get where they are, inspiring you to create your own path to success. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Kathy Worthington. Welcome to Late Boomers. Today, we would like to welcome our special guest, Seth Dietlin, who is a human potential activator, new thought leader, conscious filmmaker, content creator, certified hypnotherapist, angel psychic medium, and energy healer. He is the author of The Ascension with the Angels Tarot. And I'm Mary Elkins. Seth also hosts the podcast, Talk to My Angels, and he designs courses and organizes events to empower others to access their highest levels of conscious awareness through communication with their angels. He's been on our podcast before, and both Kathy and I were inspired to take his courses. We invited him to be on our show again to lead you into the world of abundance and joy for yourself and for your loved ones. Welcome, Seth. Thank you for having me. I felt this great big expansion in my heart when you mentioned leading the audience into this level of abundance, because that's the fun part here, is really getting to hear about and know about the miracles that people get to experience when they tap into that level of themselves that really does make a difference in their world and in their life. And I'm really happy for what we get to do for the audience today. This is exciting. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Uh, me Thank too. You. And can you explain to our audience what a human potential activator and new thought leader is? Absolutely. In it's a term I made up, but it sounds really good. And it's when I realize <laughs> yes. it's when I realize that the skills that I have, such as being an angel channel, a psychic, and a hypnotherapist, it isn't really what I do because I use those like tools. And when I use those like tools, I use those so that people can discover or tap into the highest part of themselves. So that's that untapped potential that we're really looking for in life. That is the purpose of being here in the body is to tap into that potential success and enjoying those experiences by tapping into that creative side of ourselves. And when I realized that sometimes I use hypnotherapy, sometimes I use uh, my connection to the angels, sometimes I combine it all. And what happens is that I get the opportunity with the angels to calibrate others into tapping into that higher part of themselves. Well, how do you receive your guidance from the angels? And what have you been receiving through the channel about abundance as it applies to the current times? That's a great question. Thank you, Mary. First of all, I've been communicating with the angels for 20 years. And 
it seems more natural to me now, of course, than it did 21 years ago before that day. And I don't even think about it. I just hear them speak to me inside, not only when I'm doing my work and doing readings, but also when I'm walking around in reality and understanding things. And I have conversations with them on my own time because I really do enjoy our conversations and being calibrated for something greater. And they have been talking a lot about abundance. And that doesn't mean just money, but money is a part of it. And the one thing that they've been talking to me about lately is how we use that untapped part of ourselves to create abundance and basically circumnavigate the systems and structure that we have in our reality, which appear to be disintegrating and appear also to have a lag effect and really are bumping up against the limitations that they have to serve humanity as a whole. And it's very interesting because as humanity is growing and expanding and becoming more conscious centered, I know it doesn't seem like it in the whole, and that's okay, but there is a lot more consciousness that is in the mainstream and we can have these conversations. And this is where it starts anyway. We're moving into a more conscious reality, which also means that anything that is linear by nature and structured will have a more quantum quality to it because we're going to use some of the ideas that we're gaining through accessing that higher part of ourselves to create a new way of doing things. And we're already starting to do that, but this is a glimpse of what's to come. And the angels started giving me all of these ideas about how we create this new relationship with abundance and money. And just to let you know how that came about, I started doing these, these channeled talks, which is where people come and then I channel the angels about certain topics. And one of the topics that people were most interested in was how to create abundance so that they can live the life that they want to live. Naturally so, that would be a, a hot topic. And every time I would channel mm -hmm. from the angels, I would learn things that, of course, I didn't know before. And I started taking notes. And each one time I did one of these, there was a new piece of information, a new piece of information. But apparently, I turned on the big faucet because then they told me, grab a pen and paper, my friend, and start writing this stuff down. I started writing down almost a hundred aspects of how we're meant to use our creative consciousness or that untapped part of ourselves to begin to have a new relationship with abundance and yes, money. And as a result of that, manifest and create more of it. In the new money system, there's not going to be a lack of it or a new relationship with money, whatever terminology you want to use, because there's going to be heart in money and not mind. Mind is where the limitation is in every structure in the world. It's the heart that's coming in. So the heart will come into governance. The heart I wanted will to ask you about that because you talk about quantum or heart-centered relationships. But I, I want you to go more in depth about that, telling us what that means and how can people tap into this channel regarding money and abundance. Perfect. 
One of the stories I like to say is one of the analogies that the angels gave me that people laugh at, but even though it's funny, it gives us some context for the conversation. So when the creator, we often call it God, whatever term we're comfortable with to talk about the grand architect here, when the great creator wanted to create the giraffe, it did not go marching into Chase Manhattan Bank or Goldman Sachs and say, hey, I'd like to borrow $100,000 today because I want to create a giraffe. What it did, right? Everybody laughs when I say that. I love it because that is not how the great creator created anything and everything. Instead, what it did was it tapped into its highest level of itself and found a way to create it through the power of its highest power. Well, here's the thing we have access to that same power and we are meant to create at that level, not utilizing linear structures. And so what happens is that in the meantime, while we're making this transition into remembering that part of the creativity, that we get to actually begin to integrate that heart and that quantum nature. So the quantum nature is how the great creator created the giraffe or the koala bear or you and loves you and gave you the power to create like it does. That's quantum because this is everything becomes manifest from the power of thought, spoken word, from the power of energy, love. And love is the building block of all of reality. So everything that's in our cells, everything that's in our body is a derivative of love. Where do we find access to this creative field? In our hearts, not our minds. We're beginning to be more and more aware of how we are a bit of a dual creature. We have a heart and we have a mind. What happens is that we tax everything to the mind because that appears to be the reality that we live in, or that's the reality that we're told that we're, that we live in. And we're asked to comply with being within that, those linear boundaries. And some of us pesky little soldiers have decided, Hey, that is not expansive enough for us. And so this brings us back to the way that we create another relationship with abundance, because as we expand, we become more quantum quantum, meaning the ability to create something out of nothing, which is not nothing, but it's love, it's energy, right? And so this Mm -hmm. is where we start to see miracles. This could be where we find money on the ground. This is where maybe even it comes through an opportunity that we didn't know was coming in. No matter what way it comes from, it comes in a way that begins to defy the linearity. And another way for the audience to be able to digest this is For example, if I want more money using that as a quotient to abundance and I work a job or I do whatever, I might have to take two jobs or a weekend job or do something else or win a photo contest in addition to doing my job in order to expand that. We have the capability to expand our resources while we contract what's required of us. And that actually gives us the expansive nature to create what we're meant to create from here. Well, Seth, what if someone's feeling stuck 
and they just feel like they can't channel any abundance in their lives, whether it's financial or even spiritual or heartfelt. How do they move out of these feelings in la- of lack and into abundance? I love that question because that's going to be anybody and everybody. That was me before I discovered this. So if you are feeling stuck, it means you're on the right path. So take a deep breath in and out, whoever you may be, that feels stuck. And I want you to hear this at the fiber of your being, every fiber of your being and at the core of your heart. What I want you to hear is that you are on the right path because you're oriented from your heart. And this is going to be the tool or the access portal that you're going to use. What happens is that we don't realize how we use our heart or our highest potential, access our highest potential through our heart to begin to create forward momentum, which is, of course, the positive opposite of stuck. The place we do get stuck is in our mind, which is located at the left side of our head. And if we stay there and only use that very limited container to try to create forward momentum or to solve our challenges, it's not there. It's a limited container and it doesn't have the solutions. A good example of this, very practical. So I don't want this to just be all in the air. I want to use a kind of a practical example. Let's say I use my heart, which is also connected to intuition, and somehow or another it flies in, oh my gosh, so-and-so really needs a phone call. So-and-so isn't feeling well. Maybe I'll drop off some chicken soup or whatever it is, and I do something. Well, the next thing you know, and this has actually happened, I dropped off soup at someone's house years ago when I started learning this, who I knew wasn't feeling well. And I just dropped off some soup at her house. And of course, in that those days, we were free to go in and visit with people and actually be with them without fear that they might have something that we're afraid of. But that aside, I actually went in and spent time with this person. Now, in this case, because I answered that call, the conversation that ensued ended up creating awareness for me around solutions or ideas that had forward momentum uh, tacked to them that I didn't see coming. That's a very practical way that that can happen. Energetically, when we're broadcasting this frequency, this is the kind of frequency where all of a sudden we will get the calls from out of the blue. Hey, do you want to do that lawnmower commercial? Hey, do you want to come over? We're doing this sort of thing and this is happening. Maybe you get invited to a party. Maybe you're a salesperson. And while you're there, someone who needs what you have is there. This is where things start moving because the heart is connected to intuition, but it's also connected to that one entity that was able to create the giraffe without having to march into Goldman Sachs office and have people laugh at it, right? And that is the same connection. So we're actually meant to create in the same way that the creator creates, not created, but creates. We have that same potential and we're moving more and more into that. And as we do that, we're getting more and more of a framework of how we do that And it's literally just by staying connected to our heart and our intuition, letting things flow, letting ideas flow, and acting on the things that we hear from intuition. I'll use this as another example because a few years ago, 
I was guided by the angels to take a job temporarily selling cars. And when I went to go do that, in order for me to land the job, they gave me the idea to do that. And then they gave me an idea to call a friend and tell her that I was going to do that. But little did I know that when I called her to tell her I was going to do that, she said, oh, great. I happen to be best friends with one of the sales managers at that dealership. The call was made. The job was gained. I didn't have to do the 100 resumes, 50 interviews kind of thing. It was just a direct line to what I was meant to manifest. So even though it appears to have a linear path, that linear path was very helped by being connected to my quantum side. So I hope that those are some ways that we can start to get context for how we can actually shift our relationship with abundance and then have more of it. Yeah. And I think you're also saying that when stuff flows from us, we're attracting more things to us. Like when you drop off the soup, right? It's, but what would you say to skeptics and to those who think it's all hyperbole? I say, have fun in, (laughs) in the reality that you live in. And if that's okay for you, that is great. I'm not asking you to validate an experience that I have, but I can tell you a cool, incredible story that really takes this up quite a few notches because as we get more and more into this, interestingly enough, recently I was in Arizona and I was having a parking sensors issue with my car and it was no big deal. It was just the parking sensors were screaming every time I put the car in reverse. I have 80,000 miles on the car. So I thought, well, maybe it's one of those things that have to get looked at. And when I felt that sense of peace about whatever it is, I heard the angel say, how would you like to use the power of your untapped potential to remedy this situation? Notice they didn't say repair the car. They said remedy the situation or something of that variation. And I said, sure. And I was just open to it, but I had no attachment. And it was literally a couple of days, three days later that I got a call from a friend of mine who had a very unfortunate situation happen. And I felt compelled to drop everything that I was doing to go and spend time with this person. And one of the gifts that I brought was the readings, the angels, the presence, the healing energy. And I went to be of service. Her car was stolen with some expensive things in it. And it was a real loss. It was just before her 70th birthday. And it just really yanked my heart out. And I took, I put everything on my schedule aside. I drove two and a half hours to get to there just to make her feel better and see what the angels would have to say to put her on the ground running forward. That's the best that I could offer. But I, but I dedicated a whole day to doing that. And after spending time being connected with the angels and doing all of that, I did what we all do in situations like these where I felt so expanded that I felt consciously drunk or consciously high. Now, one of the things that I've learned that we do that is we're literally rebooting reality. In a way, we're letting go of the old reality. We're taking it offline or bringing a new reality online. And after doing that, I felt like a different person. That is typical of when we make a shift. We say, I feel like a different person something has changed. I feel like I live in a different world. I feel like I live in a different reality. That is true because the angels say that we are actually rebooting reality every time we do this with frequency. 
Well, I backed out of my friend's driveway. My parking sensors were working the way that they're supposed to. And I heard, there you go. And what they said to me was that you didn't repair your car. When you rebooted reality, you stepped into a variation of reality where your car wasn't broken to begin with. And this is how miracles occur. And it reflected me back to one of my original experiences when I first started communicating with the angels. I did a healing energy session. And when I was in there, the angels said to me, it was Metatron and Raphael. And they said, what I want you to do is realize that love is the creative force. So whether someone is sitting here on the table and they're receiving love in the form of light that comes through vibration and frequency from you, or whether it's someone who doesn't even believe in this and you go give them a big hug and tell them how much you love them, it doesn't matter. It's the love that does the trick. And then they said, what happens is then you're going to see that healing isn't a matter of fixing something that's broken. It's about remembering that it wasn't broken to begin with. And then I remember that 20 years earlier, what they were talking about was shifting timelines and vibrational or frequency-based variations of reality. And that's what we're able to do now. Um, yeah, I love that. Also, too, with your car, it sounds very synchronistic in that your car was having problems. And when you rebooted reality, it was almost like the car telling you, time to reboot your reality before you reboot mine, because it'll just happen. But I have a question for you. Um, what practical things can each of us do on a daily basis to create that flow in all of our worlds? I'm going to answer the question and leverage off the statement that you just made, because it's a very exciting one. Very often, we go into resistance when something comes into our reality that's unwelcome. And awareness is the key to the shift. We actually are not meant to do anything because we create through awareness. And so rather than looking for something to do, the biggest thing is the awareness shifts. And both of you took my angels course. And remember, we were talking about when you connect with the angels, sometimes they'll tell us what to do, like go call this person or go email this person. And yes, sometimes action is required, but it'll be guided action. But sometimes they'll actually, sometimes they'll just ask us to flip the way we see something. And then the way that we see something will flip with us. So the angels will say, the more you shift the way you see things, the more the things you see will shift. And mm -hmm. this is a very powerful statement because what you had mentioned earlier about bringing in unwanted circumstances, unwanted circumstances, a hundred percent are an indication that you're about to reboot frequency variation. It means you've come to the end of whatever mm -hmm. you're meant to know that through this layer or band of frequency variation. Mm -hmm. So if something unwanted comes in, you shift the way you see that. You start, you start doing the dance, the happy dance, because mm -hmm. you're like, ooh, something's going to shift because that's exactly what happens. And this is why we ask the questions, why does it feel like life is falling apart before something positive shifts? It's because we've reached the expiration point of a band of frequency that was our variation of reality that we lived in. So each time we up level, there's something new and perfected. And for those who are worried about what's going on in the world right now, all of this 
is letting us know that we're at the end of a global layer of collective reality and that we're going to shift up into a new layer. And this is not going to happen via practical means. We're going to start to see at some point some very incredible ways that all of this stuff is going to shift. So I really want to say that this is going to be what we see on the global stage as things shift into a higher level of consciousness. It's going to happen and in much the same way where I went into a new layer and my car that was there never had the parking issue to begin with, we'll get to a layer well, where you can name the world's ill, such as violence or the lack of peace, whatever it is, that layer won't have that in its contents anymore because each layer is more perfected than the last one. And so mm-hmm. the practical things that we do is we shift the way we see things A good example of doing that is instead of seeing our life as a series of mishaps, see our life as a series of miracles. Instead of seeing someone as this personality trait or that personality trait, see someone as a person who is carrying around some unnecessary trauma. And perhaps your love is the healing force that is the catalyst for them being in a higher version of reality. But every time you shift the way you see something, it will shift. And I'll tell you, this is very funny because recently someone wanted to have a conversation with me and I don't really participate in or try not to get hooked into the conversations that talk about a person and the sum of their not so positive traits. And I said, hey, you know what would be great is just to visualize giving this person a hug right now instead of talking about them like this. And I want to cry just thinking about it, but the cry is the tears of joy. And literally within 20 minutes, that person walked in the door and she came straight over to me and gave me a hug. Never did that before. And so whatever that was, when I shifted the way I see something, then reality had to respond. So reality is completely responsive. But I had seen this person several times and she usually kept a distance from me. But in this case, when I suggested that we not talk about this person this way, that we just visualized that we were giving her a hug. And 20 minutes later, she comes in and walks straight over to me and comes and gives me a hug. It was a way to say, see, this is how reality works. It doesn't work that backward way that you think it does. It works this way. And so as we have these experiments, we're becoming more and more online with this, which is super exciting. Mm, Yeah, I love that. I love the the phrase, uh, the the more, say it again, the shift phrase. Mm -hmm. The more you shift, yes. The more you shift the way you see things, the more the things you see will shift. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to be on a conscious journey and tap into greater levels of abundance? Oh, yes. Well, we know the old one. The old one is get out there in that dog-eat-dog world, do as much as you can, mm-hmm. make as much money as you can, uh, tap yourself out on a great big mortgage so you could live in best house ever and <laughs> drive the best cars. Or however it is, or maybe you sacrifice things like 
experiences you want, like a vacation or something like that, to scrimp and save and all of that kind of thing. So we know that journey. The other journey is to tap into awareness, where awareness guides us into a bigger quantity of resources, where awareness guides us to resources so that we get to have a present moment that is so delicious. It's exactly what we want. And sometimes we'll be shifting and it won't be so delicious, but we'll know what it is and we'll just let it go and let it shift. But when we go on a conscious journey, we literally shift into knowing that our journey in the body is a co-creative relationship with the creator. And when we decide we're in a co-creative relationship with the creator, then magical things literally start happening. Things happen that are only classified as miracles. And that's because we're walking this life journey now, instead of just being this separate human, we're walking it hand in hand with our creator. We're walking it fully integrated with our creator. I love Mm. that. That's powerful. So talk about that and how that ties into the law of attraction and manifestation. So the nature of reality is magnetic by nature. And especially when we think about the more we shift the way we see things, the more the things we see shall shift. We're actually sending out a magnetic energy. And we could be sending out a positive magnetic energy, for example, one that believes in success. And we can also be sending out another energy that can contradict that. So a good example I like to use is a very good friend of mine that I used to work with as an actor. And she is beautiful. She's got the most amazing energy and she has a talent to act. She kept getting scripts from her agent for main role characters, which, you know, being in this industry, you don't get until you've been a day player and all that kind of stuff. And she had what it took. And she asked me one time, I don't know why these things never go all the way through. It takes me to a certain point. I'm almost ready to go. It's between me and one or two other people. And I never get it. And some time goes by and later I'm having a conversation with me and she says, I am so afraid of what my life would be like if I were famous. Uh, And I said, well, there you go. That's what keeps canceling out these opportunities because your fear of what would be the natural outcome from manifesting the thing that you really want is stronger than what you're, than the signal that you're sending out for what you want. And always When something that we want isn't coming back, it's because we're sending out a stronger signal that we either don't believe or are afraid of manifesting what we want. And that's where healing comes in because we get to discover the root cause of whatever it is that is sending out that interfering signal. And so it does happen because reality is responding to us 100%. That's why some people say some people are lucky and some people are unlucky. That's actually not the case. Reality is responsive by nature or reflective by nature. And because it's responsive or reflective by nature, 
it's only reflecting or responding to us. So if I feel lucky and I believe I'm lucky, and in fact, if I decide I'm going to go ahead and take that trip to Italy because money's going to just keep flowing to me anyway, then it's going to come in. But if I believe that resources are limited and I better not take that trip to Italy because I don't know if money is going to stop flowing to me, then I'm going to get that experience instead. But either way, reality is constantly responding to us based on this frequency and based on the signals that we're sending out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, but Seth, give us an idea what we'd like for our audience to have as a takeaway today and for the days to come. Yes. The one thing I want you to do in the audience to really see this happen is I want you to just make a note, like literally make a note, whether it's a piece of paper or on your phone. And I want you to label that note miracles. Just leave that blank. And then what I want you to do is just take one week and commit to finding any way that you can increase frequency, energy, or positive awareness, not only in yourself or with other people. Remember, the more we talk about the ills of the world, the more that we focus on this thing being broken, the more the container of the mind is full of that. That's not what we want to energize. But just be mindful of what's in the container of the mind and what's in the container of your daily reality. Just shift it a little bit. Maybe not even a lot, maybe not totally, but just shift it a little bit. Start keeping track of the miracles, of the things that manifest from out of nowhere. What happens when you start writing it down is they will happen more. And sometimes we get to see things as miracles that aren't there. Like someone told me they were going to do something for me, and then they didn't. And instead of actually being in resistance to it, I said, you know what? Thank you for the different timing that this person has of doing this thing. I wrote it down on the miracle. Well, this person <laughs> did that thing and it was better timing. So when we go into that, we can start to see different things. Maybe we end up being on time for a week. Maybe we end up just feeling better, whatever it is, we write it down. And the more we keep track of it, the more it will change. Just making that subtle shift, it's actually going to increase and actually start to integrate you with exactly what we're talking about. Because there's no complex um, formula or anything except for leading with the heart. That's it. I, I love that. Thank you so much, Seth. This is great. I've already started my own list of miracles. Um, our guest today on Late Boomers has been Seth Dietlin. He's a new thought leader, human potential activator, filmmaker and content creator, certified hypnotherapist, angel psychic medium, and energy healer. And Sep also has a community that he'd like to talk about. Sep, can you tell our audience a little bit about your community and how they can join it and how they can reach you? Absolutely. Just visit my website at talktomyangels.com. That's talk and then T-O, myangels.com. From there, I have a myriad of choices, including uh, getting an opportunity to keep in touch with me for when I offer various seminars and courses. But there's also an invitation to be part of a community that I created of like minds with two events that are connected to it. And that has no paywall. It's the 444 charging station, the quantum field of miracles. Come in and meet us, create community with us and get involved in this because that's one way to shift your reality and start creating 
more of the miracles that you want to experience. Nice. We also want to remind our listeners to please subscribe to our YouTube channel called Late Boomers Podcast. And if you listen while walking and doing other stuff, then try to take a minute to give us a five-star review on your favorite platform. And we are on Instagram at I am Kathy Worthington and at I am Mary Elkins and at Late Boomers. We always try to bring you something to uplift and inspire you and something you can take action on. Thanks again, Seth. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Late Boomers, the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style, power, and impact. Please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Late Boomers, go to EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact.